Hello and welcome to Capel Life Chat, where you get business insights for your organization in the midst of these changing times. I'm Jackie Yap, and with me today is Dr. Simon Neal, psychotherapist. Welcome back, Simon. Thank you. Um, today I'm looking forward to actually talking about employee engagement uh, and to hear your point of view, especially with regard to employees and employers. Um, so, uh, could you share a little bit about, um, in a way, this emotional commitment, you know, between employers and, and employees? What comes to my mind really, you know, is that but even with working for someone, whether employer or employer, uh, bottom line is that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I can be working with a company for many years and if I don't feel that a sense of belonging, that you know, I, I am contributing to the company in a way or another, in one way or another, um, then I guess in, in, when it comes to loyalty, I'm not sure then how do I position myself. So when it comes to the engagement, you know, employee, uh, employee engagement, uh, it has to be very intentional, it has to be two-way as well. Mm-hmm. While the emphasis may be on the employer to engage the employee, I think the employee has a sense of responsibility towards uh, what is being given, what is being offered to them as well. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we've been through some really turbulent times and we're still going through turbulent times. Would you say that, uh, in a way, an employee's needs or a person's needs is still fundamentally the same? For example, uh, the need to belong, the need to groom, access to their manager and so on? A person's fundamental needs will always be there. I mean, reality is self-construct. Even I think I've moved on to a certain extent, I would still want to hang on to my fundamental needs mm-hmm. for security and pretty much the way I, I, I look at reality, the way I see the world would always be there and, and I guess the minute I feel that it's going to be taken away from me in one way or another or, they, or they, you know, it's, um, it's, I'm going to lose it, then it may cause a reaction in me. Oh, yeah. Right. So I guess that's where you know some of the below the iceberg uh, type of uh, concerns or mm. emotions sometimes come into play, you know, certain fears or insecurities that you know we might have. Especially now, you know, when times are so uncertain. It is, it is. Uh, especially working from home in, in this season, employees don't know how to be evaluated. Employees feel like, okay, you know, uh, I'm going to spend part of my time uh, working and uh, at home attending to needs as well. So, so uh, they may develop a, a sense of insecurity. I don't know how my companies, it's how they're going to evaluate me. I don't know if this amount of work I put in is sufficient enough. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is that it causes a reaction in them. And uh, well, it can be as simple like, you know, uh, whenever there's an email that comes in, even in the middle of the night, I will tend to it. Then I feel a little better that I'm contributing. Else, you know, I'm working from home, I'm not sure. So I think this, this is one aspect that the employee can really uh, take note of what is going on uh, in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, in a way, many of us struggle with uh, working from home that way, you know. It, uh, in a way, has curbed communication, that face-to-face interaction. Even the way we get feedback and manage our work, you know, is uh, quite uncertain. So, this is something which I think many people uh, can identify with. This is, and you got it absolutely right in a sense that, you know, we're isolated. It used to be uh, more than just work used to be the pantry talk, used to be going out for lunch together and people get connected. 
these days they don't. The only way of connecting is through the uh, through Zoom and through through the online meeting of them. Mm. And and even that, you know, it, it's it's meeting time. You know how. How, how do I, what kind of background do I, privacy is invaded in a sense, yeah. Mm. So kind of like people are you know, not too sure what is the norm, they're just trying to figure out and whether am I doing this right, whether this is the right decorum, or, mm. there's a lot of questions out there. Yeah. Right. So what advice do you have for um, managers and also for you know uh, uh, staff in terms of managing this uncertainty? I would say that predominantly there should be a culture of recognition whereby whether you are the upper management, you are the middle, middle management, there should be recognitions both ways, right? um, downwards and upwards as well. Yeah. Recognition in the sense that uh, they should be sensitive to the needs, the ever-changing needs, sensitive to the fact that well, um, things will be so volatile, yeah. to the fact that you know, it's, it's not just about you working from home and how much you produce and meeting deadlines and KPIs. But beyond mm-hmm. that, the, the, the wellness, the, the uh, mental wellness, the physical wellness as well, and also the family as well. Like for example, employees working from home, uh, it may be good or bad in a sense, but the good of it, they, you know, they can attend to some of the uh, needs at home as well. If they've got young children, if they've got family members at home or, or older parents that they need to take care of. Mm-hmm. And I think employers or managers want to be sensitive to that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, likewise, the employees have the responsibility to then own up and, and, and to, to, uh, to let the managers know that this is what's happening. So I want to let you know that uh, um, this is by no way I'm going to try my best, I'm not going to compromise mm-hmm. uh, my working ethics in, in, in that sense. So open communication, honesty, mm-hmm. and not just that, but consistent communication. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. People are very sensitive, employees are very sensitive. If I find that you're not consistent in the communication, I'm thinking like, okay, you know, where's all this going? Mm-hmm. So it's managing a lot of uncertainties, coming back to the table again to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's that regular two-way communication yeah. that will help. Yeah. And you also talked about, uh, you know, work satisfaction and also family satisfaction and balancing that. And it is particularly hard, especially when you're working from home. It, it, it is it is very hard to to really find that balance. So when people talk about work life balance, it's it's a lot more to do with rhythm. Yeah, it's like a dance rhythm. There's a season and it's not season. And and you mentioned it, the uh, the family satisfaction correlates with work satisfaction. That gives us the overall life satisfaction. So we yeah go ahead. Could you explain what you mean by dance? That's quite intriguing. Okay, meaning to say that I I would I would look at my work-life balance and say, all right, this is a season that I need to put in a lot more effort. Yeah. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be make sure that I, I, I do it well. And then there may be a season of my life where my, my kids may be going to school. And this is where I need to realize that, all right, I'm going to step down a little bit, but my work is not going to be compromised. So uh, it's not on a day-to-day basis whereby many of us get to work from nine to five. Mm-hmm. Uh, that may not be realistic, but look at it from a month a quarter or, or six months, then that will give us a sense of balance. I see. Otherwise, we're forever trying to get a work-life balance. We're going to worry about, okay, tomorrow I'm not going to have time to exercise. It's going to eat into us, you know, that work-life balance. So you see in terms of a uh, dance of rhythm and then to, to match the company season as well. Certain times, certain seasons, the company may be, you know, have a lot of work to do, closing and all that. Certain times, you know, it, it, it may be a little more lax. Mm-hmm. Building 
that goodwill account is also important with the company. So that when you, when you need to make withdrawal, it's going to be easier. I see. <laughs> so different dances, different rhythms for different seasons of life. That's right, and to be adaptable to it. Ah, yes. I see. Okay. And um, I'm also curious. You know, um, you you talked about our basic needs still being the same, but you know, given the very different circumstances we're in, is there any? Um, Differences in the way perhaps managers can engage their their staff better. Uh, you did uh, say once that you know COVID nineteen is no longer an excuse both for employers and employees. Yeah, I, I think that's a really uh, big word that we are using there. And uh, suffice to say that COVID nineteen cannot continue to be an excuse, right? For fear, for whatever that may come, so it's going to impede the relationship between employees and employee itself. Now, I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, I, I've seen a, a case years back, whereby uh, this employee came to me and he was he, he had a lot of resentment in him. He was angry. He was dissatisfied, and he was stressful at job. Right, so he came to me with the presenting issues of being stressed at job. We talk about it and say, you know what, you know, I started this company with my boss. It was two of us. We worked very hard. We established that relationship. This company grew. Yeah, and I'm happy because my boss has always recognized me. But recently, he brought in some people. Uh, he brought in some people, and, and not just that, but in a meeting, he would frequently put me in charge of things. You know, um, well, I, I I thought you know we, we we had this company together. We 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 grew this company together, and there are people they could delegate to. So that was his presenting issue. It's like my boss is just arrowing me. All the time to get a job done, and I feel so resentful. Haven't walked through with him, walked with him in this journey. He just doesn't seem to appreciate me. Mm-hmm. So it's not about the pay here. It's not about the position, right? It's about his his feelings. People mm-hmm. don't care how much we know until they know how much we care. So we talk about it, right? We talk about it and say, all right, you know, some possibilities out there. And one of the things is then to have the open communications. The basic threat, the basic needs is like you know, I'm, I'm not being recognized. Well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not just that. That you know, I I feel that if this is going to happen, I I will be redundant. I'll not be useful anymore. My identity is based on that. I'm going to be out of job. A lot of fear starts creeping in. So we talk about it, and I say, you know, let's do a little experiment. Let's have a word with your boss. It was very difficult to go to the boss and say, you know, why do you slight like me? We had that very difficult conversation. I think it was necessary sometimes to go with difficult difficult conversations. So that we can have, you know, we we, we can unclutter whatever mess is below it, and then we we can be very clear about what's happening. Yeah, that and and uh, you know, such a relief because he came back to me and said, you, you know, uh, you're right. Because what's happening out there is that my boss would then in a meeting look at all the rest of the people, and he knew that I was the only one that he could trust. That's another perspective. Yeah, and that's why he kept wanting me to 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 be responsible for it, and I I, I misunderstood it. I thought he was against me. I thought he wanted me out, but it still is consistent. He only trusted me. That was my opening for him. So his stress, um, kind of like you know, it was better managed in a, in a way. He feel that all right, and I I am being appreciated again. So sometimes there are a lot of things that we are facing, and and you know once we once we begin to to look at the root cause, once we begin to dare to face. Uh, What may be difficult, like difficult conversation, open communication, clarifications, and all that, then we realize that it's not what we see. Again, we needed to protect ourselves, so we say this is it. 
we form our own uh, reality, which is pretty much self-construct, and then we go along uh, along that line. Yeah, so that often happens uh, in 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 the company between employers and employees. Yeah. It takes courage, though, to have that honest conversation. It takes courage, and and that's this is where employers need to be empowered. Managers need to understand to empower their employers and their, and their, and their employees to know that this is what can potentially happen. How yeah. can they make it safe so that you know the staff can actually take that step to have that conversation? We talk about a culture of recognition. We also want to talk about an open door policy. Yeah, not just physically open door, but in a sense that well, does anything else? Uh, feel free to bring it up, allowing employees to make mistakes. Actually, it's something which is very empowering. It allows them to take risks. It allows them to take risks. It allows open communication. It allows for disagreement. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, that that you know both will be able to see from each other's perspective. Yeah. And what about managers themselves? I mean, typically, you know, they are sometimes sandwiched, you know, between um, the the bosses, you know, and the staff. How about? Uh, their own, you know, uh, mental and emotional well-being. Do you have any advice for them? I think this is something which is very real. Managers um, that are really sandwiched between the, uh, the top and then having to take care of what's below as well. And and, and I, I think that uh, companies can have um, programs. Companies can have initiative, really, um, uh, to to also take care of the middle management. And this also includes the same thing, right? Culture recognition, open door policy, and um, to be able to equip them as well. A lot of times, managers are out there having to feel on their own to try and find out things from their own. And um, well, I want to add that it's it's, it's not just HR's um, responsibility. Mm-hmm. Everyone plays a part. Managers can link up and say that, hey, you know, I I I want to be better equipped for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So part of it is, is teaching managers to be assertive, teaching managers to speak what's on their minds, uh, teaching managers to know that all right, you know, if this is what is needed, then you have to call out your sense of entitlement. Mm. This is what it is. Yeah, empowerment I think is very important. Empowering um, employees at all levels, including the the, the middle managers as well. Uh, they need to feel supported. They need to know that decisions are being made. It's being supported both ways. And if there's if, if there's any uh, kind of misalignment now that we all take responsibility. Okay. Yeah. So it's journeying with them, walking alongside them, and to know that well, you know, you you this is the parameters, and as much as the, the people are uh, you know encouraged to engage you and, and to debate and to disagree, this is what's happening as well, and you have the leverage as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The message needs to be sent so that they are not there alone, knowing that if they ever make a decision and they're going to swim alone, and that should not be it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, it's that uh, communication, it's that connection, it's that checking in, is that clarifying that uh, facilitates uh, this engagement. It's that unwavering support, the sense of knowing that I'm I'm with you. I sometimes I don't know where we are going all together, but let's move together mm-hmm. so that any contribution is everybody's contribution. Right. So it. You know, it's what you said earlier on that you know people are not so much concerned about how much we know, but how much we care. Yeah, I think gone are the days whereby you know we sit in there and, and you know we enjoy our big fat paycheck in a sense. Uh, I've worked with uh, employees, you know, even employees, middle management. A lot of times, I ask them, 
What do you like about your job? What do you really like about your job? They were gone and say, okay, maybe it's a big view, it's a big office, but below that, beyond that, it's the connection, it's the people. It's the people they work with, the people that covers them. It's the people that they feel that you know it's, it's safe to work with. Yeah, I I think that's uh, that's more important than the big office, big chair, and big paycheck. Thank you, Simon, for being with us. It was such a delight uh, to have a chat with you, and thank you, audience, for tuning in. Uh, so this is Capel Life Chat, where you get your business insights for your organization in the midst of these changing times. Mm-hmm.